0: Everybody and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Firearms Cafe. I'm your host Tony Brown. Today is Sunday, the 11th of September, 2011. You guys may notice a little bit of a difference in the sound quality. I'm actually in the uh, in the truck right now. I'm headed off to the gun show, and I had I'd wanted to do something on the 10-year anniversary. That showed that uh, we hadn't forgotten. And some people may think it's kind of you know, odd that I would go to a gun show kind of in remembrance. But to me it makes a lot of sense. Uh, to me it shows that we're still a strong country. It shows that we still have, that we still value freedom and liberty. Although not everybody in the country does. But all of you guys that are listening to this, this podcast and this show. You all do value liberty and freedom. And I thought that the gun show was something that uh, pretty much uh, is, is pretty much uniquely American. Uh, something that you're not going to find in England. You're not going to find uh, in other countries. Uh, or if you do, uh, and again, I don't know. So if you guys know, do other, I don't even know, do other countries have gun shows like we do? It's not, not something that's a trade show or anything like that, but... Uh, I, I tend to think that probably America is one of the few countries that does have something like this. And so I wanted to do something today that was uh, pretty much uniquely American. And uh, what I'm looking for today, hopefully to find, maybe I can get a good deal on them, is I'm looking for a, a Ruger 22 pistol, and I want to get a, the uh, Mark II. I don't want a Mark III. And the only, the only uh, kind of uh, question, I guess, as far as the, the type of pistol that I want to get, is I want to, I don't know if I want like the regular Mark II or maybe the uh, 2245. Uh, so we'll kind of see what's out there. And I'd like to actually get the stainless version, uh, but we'll see. My And the reason I'm wanting to get that is that's what my wife likes to shoot. She's much more comfortable uh, shooting the twenty-two than she is shooting a 9mm or anything like that. Um, so we shall see. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about when I was going out there, one of my favorite quotes is by Franklin. And the, uh, the quote, and I'm going to go from memory here, but the quote basically from him says that they who would, who would trade essential liberty to purchase a little bit of uh, security deserve neither liberty nor security. And uh, that's something that, that, we, that we have kind of done in, in, the, in the wake of 9-11. We have given up a lot of essential liberties and essential freedoms for the, the promise of temporary security. And I've talked about this before on other shows. But, you know, when something is essential, it means you have to have it. It means you cannot do without it. And, uh, of course, we all know what the word temporary means. You know, we look at things like the Patriot Act and some would argue, oh, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I don't think it is. I think they should have called it what it was, which was the destruction of the Fourth Amendment Act. And a lot of people in this country think that Bush came up with the Patriot Act, but actually it was drafted under Clinton. So, but anyway, I kind of digress here a little bit. Uh, So I am off, like I said, off to the gun show, and I'll do a little bit of recording once I get there, but I wanted to take you guys along with me, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to find a couple of treasures there. All right, I'll pick back up when I get there. Well, I've been walking around for a little bit and I found a a, kind of a semi-quiet place. uh, I'm down like in a little hallway. This time at the gun show, they actually did stuff a little different. They, uh, instead of having it out in the side buildings, they're actually having most of it actually inside uh, the actual Coliseum. So I found uh, a couple of things that I was looking for. I found a uh, shotgun a Mossberg 12 gauge that I really like. It's got the longer magazine tube. What I like about it is it's uh, it's got wood furniture on it, which I or so by furniture I mean it's got the wood stock and the fore end. So I really like that a lot. Uh, so and I've also been looking at some of those Ruger Mark II's. I found quite a few. I don't know if the price is what I want, uh, but when I was looking at some of the stuff in like Backpage.com. They were all right around about the same price, but at least here I think I can get them uh, for a better price. And then I was also looking at the uh, that Ruger 380, and on that, the price on those kind of vary on some of them. They're about, oh, 350, but I found a couple that had gone down to about 380-something. Then, of course, on those you'll you'll pay tax and everything, so it's probably going to be if i get one here it's probably going to be about the same price as if we if i was able to get one maybe through a private sale or something like that so i'll have to just kind of decide uh on that so all right that's it for now Well, I'm still here at the old gun show, and I actually took the plunge. I got a uh, Mark II. I picked one up. It's got it's the target version, and it's got the um, oh the bull barrel on there. So that means it's got the heavier barrel. So uh, hopefully, I'll be pretty happy with that. And I actually got it for a really really good price. So the only thing I'm debating right now, since I got such a good price on that, is whether or not I want to go ahead and pick up that 12 gauge. So we'll have to see on that. Um, the price on the 12-gauge is a little bit higher than what I want to pay, but it's it's the uh, larger magazine tube, and then it's also got the, um, the wood furniture, which I like a lot. So I think I may want to go ahead and pick that up. Uh, so I'll let you know on that. I'm back in the truck, and I'm heading home from the gun show. I had a good time, and I actually made a purchase. The uh, shotgun, when I actually I decided, okay, I'm going to get it, and I had decided on a price and everything uh, that I knew I was going to get it for, I'd kind of made peace with that. Unfortunately for me, when I got back there, that shotgun was gone. So, oh well, snooze you lose. Uh, the good thing is, I can probably pick one up you know, from a private sale somewhere, that will will probably end up being cheaper which will give me what i want yeah you know i'd like to have the wood stock and end on there you know but if i don't get that and uh, go with uh, end up going with like a uh, polymer stock and and end, i can always probably pick up a, um, a wooden set a little bit later maybe i can find one for 25 30 dollars you know cheap or something like that so All right, that's going to do it, and that was my adventure at the gun show. Hey, guys, I'm back home right now. It is not the same day, however. It's about six days later, so today is the 17th of September, and it's a Saturday. I'd originally planned to just kind of drop in the... uh, as a sort of like a mini episode into the feed, uh, just the trip of the, to the gun show. Uh, but unfortunately, when I got home, my daughter was had gotten pretty sick. So uh, that's the way life goes sometimes. So the show got kind of put on the back burner for uh, for about a week or so till she recuperated somewhat. And uh, things, God to report, things are going well. She kind of got over her illness there. Although I think I may be. Uh, I may be next in line for it. Uh anyway, uh I wanted to clear up a couple of things that I talked about at the gun show, and hopefully the audio isn't too bad. I, I think it's it's uh it's okay, it's not terrible. And uh but anyway, one of the things when I was talking about, uh we'll kinda go from the from the very first part, when I was talking about I don't really think there's many gun shows in other countries. And I still don't think that there, there really is. I know, I think like in Australia and maybe me, maybe even down in New Zealand, they have some, but I know that in Australia, the way that, or at least the way that I understand their laws is you can still own a handgun. You can still own a, a shotgun, but they, you have to have a very specific purpose for that. And you, I don't. I don't believe self. Dis, excuse me. Self defense is would be a viable thing for them. So it would have to be either for hunting or for collecting. Or if you belong to uh, something like IDPA, you know, here if you belong to something like that, like a target shooting club down there, I think you could have it. Now I don't know on the handguns what they're. And I, I kind of had looked a little bit on on one of the websites about. Some of the restrictions and then my head started to swim uh, and so I kind of clicked off but I don't know let's say that on the uh, if you own a handgun and you belong to a shooting club do you have to keep it there or can you can you have it at home uh, and I'm sure probably you're not allowed to use one for self-defense I don't know i like I said I don't I started to look at some of the stuff and then I was just like eh Basically, like I said, I was just kind of like, I don't don't want to to deal with this stuff. We've got enough problems with the gun laws up here in America without having to worry about stuff done in Australia. But if there is anybody who uh, lives in Australia who's listening to the show or just is more knowledgeable about it than I am, uh, go ahead and call into the show. Oh, and that's another thing. Speaking of calling into the show, I do have a new uh, voicemail number. Now, I had told you guys on the last show that the voicemail number, the old one, which was through K7, uh, and if you go over to their website, it's K7.net, and they're basically saying, well, we're not taking any new customers right now. The way that they do it is they give you a free voicemail, and if you don't get any uh, traffic or get any messages on it within, they say 30 days, but I think they they bumped me out a little early. Uh, But anyway... Uh, they say it's within 30 days that they can. They'll just go ahead and they terminate that number, and then they assign that number pretty much right away to somebody else. So, uh, and there's really no way to talk to an actual person. So, uh, anyway, I uh, I was talking uh, with Ken, who's the host of the Rimfire podcast, and uh, I actually met him and his wife. They were down in the Phoenix area. And so I got to hook up with those guys, and it was real good to meet them. Uh, super nice people. Um, but anyway, Ken Holtz hosts the uh, the Rimfire podcast, and also hosts the uh, the Exoskeleton Audio Magazine. And so you could check those out if you're not listening to those. Uh, but anyway, he had said, "Oh, you should try Google Voice." And so that's what I've done. And then what I did to kind of keep a little bit maybe familiarity with the show is I kept that Seattle area code and so the new number and I'll put it also on the website at firearmscafe.com I'll put the new number on there as well Uh, but the current voicemail is 206-745-2731 so 206-745-2731 uh, so that would uh, again it kind of spells out the area code is 206 745 81 so uh, and I kind of had put that in to, uh, to kind of gel up with um, uh, with my other podcast which is the armed ape which most of you guys are know that I do so if you do call into that number and you want to leave something for some show some feedback or just do a shout out or something like that or you got recommendations anything uh, go ahead And uh, give me that, uh, go ahead and do that, but just let me know at the start, much like I asked before, just which podcast you want it to be on, because I'm using the number for both podcasts. So just at the start, say, you know, this is for Firearms Cafe, this is Tony from Phoenix, and then, you know, blah, 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 or wherever you're from. Uh, And if you don't want to do, you know, identify your name or where you're from, that's fine too, but realistically, nobody's going to identify you. Uh, so it's not it's not that big a deal. Uh, now let's see if I'm if I'm not totally off topic. Uh, I can't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, I think I was talking about the different uh, like if they have different gun shows and stuff in other countries. And like I said, I think the gun show and and being able to go to one and buy, and especially out here in Arizona, and I'm probably I'm I'm pretty sure it's probably the same in in other states like Utah and, and uh, probably in Texas as well. Uh, you know, you can go to the gun show and as long as you're a resident of that state, you can pretty much buy what you want here in Arizona. There's really no limit uh, to what you can buy. If you're going through a private sale, m- almost all the people that I see walking around that have guns for sale or that have their own they bought their own table. You have to show them number one, Arizona driver's license, and most of them, even the private sale, most of them want you to have a CCW permit. Not all, but most. Uh, and you know, uh, I have mixed mixed feelings on that stuff. But uh, and of course, any of the any of the regular stores. So if we had a place, let's say like Shooters World or you know Arizona Firearms and Pawn or something like that, since they're an actual FFL dealer. If you don't have a, a CCW permit, an Arizona permit, uh, and it would have to be an Arizona permit, and you have to be an Arizona resident, uh, then you still have to fill out all the and you still have to fill out the paperwork no matter what. But it's just you you pass you bypass the um, the background check because you've got the valid you've got the valid permit. Uh, so, but anyway, the, but the idea of being able to you know, go down someplace and being able to pick up a gun and find stuff and you can trade back and forth and you have private sales. So I, as citizen A, can sell or trade to, to you as citizen B and there's no, it's not a big deal. Uh, and you know, for the, a lot of the stuff we hear, uh, you know, if, if you know, there's one or two times or something where the, somebody bought their, you know, a gun at a gun show from a private dealer who wasn't supposed to, those are mostly anecdotal things. And, Aren't really looking at the real numbers. Uh, if gun shows and, and being able to purchase at a gun show was the was the problem that people say it is, there would just be crime would just be out of control, rampant. You wouldn't be able to go out of your house without being gunned down in a hail of bullets. You know, if 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 the stuff that the antis are saying were, were even remotely true. Uh, so anyway. Uh, let's see, what else was I going to talk about? Oh, when I was talking about the, um, the Ruger, the little LCP and I was, I've been, you know, as you guys know, I've been, look, I've kind of made my mind up to get one of those, uh, but I'm trying to get as good a price as I can get. And, uh, I've been checking things like backpage.com, uh, I've been, and I haven't really been doing, um, like any of the online auction, the gun auction sites, just because, you got to go through an FFL dealer, and then you've got to transfer. You got to pay the transfer fee, and you got to do this, you got to do that, blah blah blah. So by the time you're going to do that, any type of a good deal you would get on the firearm is going to be negated by shipping and by transfer fee. So you you either need to number, either need to do it through a private sale, or you know go to a gun show, or go to a uh, find a gun store that you have maybe a good relationship, and maybe they're willing to kind of wheel and deal with you a little bit. Uh, but I was talking about the prices on those, and the little 380s But have, the numbers I was given were kind of jumbled up. I was so used to looking at other things here and there, and I had gotten so many prices in my head that I kind of jumbled them up. About the average price for that was right at $300. There were some that were about probably 340 and this would be, again, just be just for the gun and one magazine. Uh, and there were some that were, I think the cheapest I saw was about $289, uh, which probably would be about the cheapest you could get there. Uh, even if you were kind of maybe wheeling and dealing with somebody, unless you found, and this would, this would be pretty much of of the tables that were set up that were actual, uh, vendors or stores, whatever you want to call them, uh, for a private sale, probably even then, you know, maybe about the best you're going to do, there would be probably about 200 and if you got a good deal, about $260 or so. Um, but realistically you'd probably be more like two, 275 or something like that. Uh, and I, I think that I probably, and I didn't really find any that were that low. Um, if if I'm going to go on to, uh, Backpage.com here, and uh, I wanted to. I'll type this stuff in, and I'll see. Uh, but I I remember seeing stuff when I had gone on there before, and uh, usually you can you can go to uh, Backpage.com, and usually you can find a thing for your city, and then you go down to sports equipment, and that's where a lot of people will have guns and stuff listed, and then you can actually type in, you know, Ruger LCP or whatever you're looking for. Uh, so I went ahead and typed that in and uh blah 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 i'm right now I'm not really even seeing hardly anything uh for the Ruger l. c. p There's one here with uh says factory new two ninety nine but that's probably somebody that uh is an actual store uh then there's another one here then these are older kind of older listings. Um there's one here for 260 that's about the cheapest I've seen it and that's actually probably going to be a uh a private sale but again even on here um, most of them are going for right around that 300 300 range um there's some even you know that people are just I I'm not sure why I think maybe for the uh maybe the chrome slide or something those go for more and they're wanting anywhere from 40 to 60 dollars more uh i'm seeing another one here for about 270 so realistically in this area you could probably get somebody down to about two like 265 270 and that that will though be just that's going to be a used gun probably with just one magazine so it's not going to have the the laser on there or anything like that if you wanted to have a crimson laser trace now actually this this was this one is dated from like september 5th so it's probably gone uh, or sold a guy had it and this wouldn't be a bad price Uh, you know it's 425 dollars you're getting one extra magazine buddy's got the um the crimson trace laser on there so and he's got fact he's got the Pierce grip extensions on on at least one. So I don't know, you know that would probably be a fair price for that. Uh, but and again, this guy is wanting. You either need to have a uh, you got to have an Arizona driver's license and either the the CCW or you're going to have to do the background check. So this guy probably, since he's saying that that NIC the next background check is probably uh, some type of a dealer. Now he may be a guy that. Um, Maybe he's a pawn shop or something like that, you know, but, uh, that guy, this person here is definitely an FFL dealer. So, um, but anyway, that's kind of that. And what I'm looking for, I, again, I don't know if I want to get that laser. If you buy the laser, I think it's like a hundred and geez, is it a hundred and fifty or or $170, something like that. So that price for that gun with getting the laser on there would probably be, like I said, a decent fair price on there. Uh, but I think what I may do is, again, I don't know. Uh, if you guys got any uh, suggestions as far as should I go for the laser on something like that or should I just get the gun and then maybe try and pick up a, a laser later or maybe find one on sale or find somebody that has, ha- I don't know. So anyway um let's see what else is going on what else was i talking about on that thing oh on the shotgun um i and i've spoken on other shows too i'm real partial to that mossberg i really like the mossberg i grew up with a mossberg hunting as a kid they are to me i don't think about anything when i pick up that pump shotgun it's it's all automatic So, and I had, I'd hunted with it for so many years. I'm actually going to look up Mossberg while we're here. Mossberg 500. See if anything pops up. Um, I had hunted for so many years with my shotgun that everything, even if it's even ingrained that, you know, you come up, you take the shot and then when you're down, that safety goes right back on. So, for me, there's no. I don't really have any what I would consider um, training issues that I'm going to need to learn with that gun. I just, which I would have to if I'd went with the if I'd go with a Remington. So, but like I said, I'm so familiar with with the uh, with the Mossberg. The problem I'm finding with those, and what I liked about that other one, there was like I said, there was the two things. I liked the wood furniture. And I like that some somebody probably hadn't done a whole lot with that thing, and uh, with it's it's hard to find because most of the ones that would have the wood furniture are going to be older guns, probably from maybe the seventies and eighties and stuff like that. Uh, and even if you find guns that are from that era that somebody's selling you, most people have now with all the the different polymer stocks or like the Hogue stocks or even like the, um, Oh, what's the, Oh, the pistol grip stuff, you know? And I don't know. I can't remember any of the, the actual names of those stocks or anything, but like, is it knock stock or something? I don't know if they make one that's anyway, that helps with the recoil and all that other stuff. But anyway, a lot of people have kind of upgraded from the wood into the polymer just because they think the polymer is better. You know, with the polymer, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, you know, getting scratched or dinged up too much, Um, and they're not, you don't have to worry about it, it's not going to swell, you know, like you get with wood, although, you know, I mean, I had, I've had my shotgun probably since I'm, what, about 11, Uh, it's got wood on it, the wood still looks good, I mean, it's dinged up, you know, but it's been out in snow, it's been in the rain, it's, you know, it's been in super humid weather, and it's fine, Uh, you know, there's not, there's not a thing wrong with the stock, so. Uh, but anyway, I think the price of that shotgun was—I want to say it was about two hundred and thirty some. It was either two hundred and thirty-five or two hundred and forty, and I can't—I just can't remember. And I was talking to the guy a little bit, and he said, "Well, hey, I can," you know, and he was willing to come down on the price. And, uh, I think he was going to come down to basically like three, uh, 300, $214. And then of course tax would have been added cause they were, it wasn't a private sale. Um, so and I kind of had thought, well, I might be able to do better than that either through a private sale or I might find something that's, you know, that's right around that, that price that I might do better. And the reason that I didn't kind of jump on it at first, even though it sort of had everything I wanted, it had a seven round magazine tube so you could have it it was an eight shot uh it was uh, of course it was twelve gauge and it was pump and it had the wood furniture and it actually had the sling attachments on it too and uh but this guy was the very first table that I'd come to, so I thought man i I've gotta go out, I can't jump on this, I gotta go out and look so I went out and looked around, and like I said. Uh, and I actually had kind of come back around that and I looked and I saw the gun was still there and I had kind of mistakenly thought, um, I want to look at a couple other things and get kind of locked down on some prices and then I'll be able to come back and kind of really start to negotiate with this guy. And I saw that the gun was still there. It was later, it was getting later in the day and, I thought, well, I think it's probably still going to be here because probably most people want, they actually want to have something that looks a little bit more tactical or they want to have something that is going to have the polymer stock and forearm and stuff on there. Uh, and so I thought, I'm, I'm probably pretty safe. So I went and did uh, went and looked around some more and then I came back and like I had said in, this, in the little segment before, I had made my mind up and said, okay. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get it, and even if he doesn't really negotiate and I have to pay the price that he's going to ask, I'll get it, I'll have what I want, I don't have to worry about too much other stuff. So, And, of course, I come back and the, the damn thing's gone. So, uh, you know, it is kind of one of those lessons where, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you, know, you, you kind of second-guess yourself a little bit with stuff like that. And then sometimes, you know, if something's maybe within... Twenty, thirty, heck, even forty dollars of what you're wanting. If it's what you want, you should probably go ahead and jump on it and get it. Uh, and the shotgun was in pretty good shape. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like a brand new thing, but there was really uh, it had some dings and stuff on it, but there was nothing I couldn't live with. Um, but anyway, I was going to say that kind of out in this area, if you're looking at something, I'm going to pull one up. There's one that's 360. Of course, it's got like a pistol grip forearm and a and a pistol grip. Uh, adjustable stock on there which for me the way that the safety is because it's up on the receiver top of the receiver i don't like i don't like having those pistol grips for that um, there's another one here for 280 again the same thing it's got uh, the, the uh, adjustable stock and it's got the pistol grip which i don't like and that one's going for about 280 uh, that one though would probably be like a fair price um there's one here for 325. Again has like the heat shield. Uh now this one is the longer um the longer uh magazine tube so you'd have like 7 plus 1. Uh so you'd have eight shots total. And then he's also got on there one of those little side saddles that are um uh, put on there to hold the rounds, you know, on the side of the shotgun. But again, that 325, eh? I don't know. No. that actually, if if that's something you were looking for, probably wouldn't be too bad. Um, and a lot of them too are the kind where it's just the pistol grip; it doesn't even have a stock on them. So, and even those, you know, they're they're wanting 300 some odd bucks for them. So, uh, you know, and I suppose. If you uh, if you found maybe kind of like an old one that was more like, you know, that was more designed for hunting, um, that what you, and I don't know how much it would cost to take to uh, maybe to like uh, a gunsmith and have them do something like that for you, which meaning that let's say if you had like a 28-inch barrel on there and you wanted to uh, to get that cut down, maybe to, you know, 18 and a half inches or whatever. I think it's, is it 18 or 18 and a half inches? I think it's 18 inches. Um, If you could buy one of those and then have them, uh, have them maybe cut down the barrel and you would have probably five plus one. So it would end up being a six shot. But you, I think you could probably get something like that, like an old hunter version uh, that you could get probably for a lot better deal. And even if you found one that was kind of, maybe kind of beat up a little bit you could probably get down to probably into like the 180 190 dollar range um again depending on it and that one though would probably be kind of a little bit beat up um so but anyway that's i'm kind of rambling and kind of boring you because i'm kind of looking at the stuff uh as well here but uh, if I'm, when I'm looking at the stuff on here recent, you know, for the, for actually for today's date, the prices on stuff are right around like $360, uh, for some of the stuff. And like I said, they've got like the tactical stock and all this jazz on it that I don't like and wasn't interested in. So, uh, but that may be, like I said, that may be a way for somebody, um, to do that. If you found one at a pawn shop and actually I know what else I was going to say at a couple of the tables. You know, sometimes people say, "Well, you know, I can't afford." You know, the top of my budget is maybe uh, you know two hundred dollars or something like that, or or one hundred and eighty bucks. Like I said, if if you could go to uh, the the gun store, I in fact I remember not the gun store, but I mean the gun show, and I remember last year, and I almost bought this one, and this and this was going to be my plan. There was a Mossberg five hundred. It didn't have a vented rib or anything, but it was a much longer barrel. It was more like a duck gun, and it had adjustable you know, choke that you could, the choke tubes you could take in and out. Uh, and I think the guy wanted $160 for it, and it had the wood furniture. Now, this the receiver had some scratches and some, not dents or anything, but just kind of dinged up a little bit, and, and the same thing for the stock and the forearm. They weren't cracked or anything like that, but it was just an older, you know, somebody's older bird gun. And I had thought at the time, I can take and just have the barrel either cut down or I can maybe buy a new barrel for it uh, but I thought maybe i I might be able to cut it down, have it cut down for me cheaper, you know, have a gunsmith do it um, on something like that, and then I could have you know probably a six you know a six uh, a six shot shotgun I had five in the would have had five in the tube and then uh, one in the chamber, which would give me six. And I thought, well, this might be a good way for me to do that without paying a lot of money. So, But stuff is out there, and I'll eventually get what I want and find what I want at the price that I want. You know, A lot of times, especially when you're looking at used stuff, if you just take your time and don't be so... dead set on something, you know, if you know, well, I can get this and kind of work on it a little bit, or I can add this later and I can kind of live with it for right now, uh, you may be able to to do something where you get a much better price. Um, And probably, you know, what I'm probably going to end up doing with that Ruger LCP, I'll probably kind of hold out and see if I can't get one for a good price, but it probably won't have a laser on it. And maybe later on I'll uh, you know, unless I found one with the smoke you' know, really what I considered a really good deal. Um, but later on, I'll probably add one on if I find that that's something that I would like. but uh, again, primarily my reason, my primary reasons for that LCP were that uh, that I could just drop that into the into the pocket holster, drop that into the pocket, and it's just forgotten about you know you don't and it doesn't it's not going to print at all or anything like that. Uh, let's see. What other stuff that I want to talk about? Um, I kind of briefly earlier had talked about the um, the uh, new phone number. And so, again, if you wanted to contact, though, so let's, I know it's late in the show, but we can talk about the uh, contact info. If you wanted to contact the show, uh, again, you can do that at the new voicemail, 206-745-2731-206. Seven four five two seven three one, 745-2731, and I'd love to hear from you guys on that. Uh, I haven't got any new stuff from anybody yet on that number, um, so if a couple of you could out there, uh, just go ahead and call that number up and uh, leave me a little bit of a voicemail, even if it's just saying hi, even if you don't care whether it's played on the show or not. Uh, but that way I can kind of test it and make sure that I know that it, that it works and it's getting out there. Uh, if though you don't want to do a voicemail but you did want to leave some feedback or have some content for the show you can always uh, write send me an email and i can either read it out for you uh, or if you did want to do uh, like an mp3 or a WAV file you can attach that and that's at firearms at gmail.com again all one word firearms cafe at gmail.com all right guys i think i have kind of jibber jabbered and babbled on quite enough for one day Uh, i did want to put something out like i said i'd meant to do this last time and uh last or last sunday and uh just wasn't able to do it so uh, anyway hope you guys enjoyed the show hope maybe you got a little bit of something out of it and i will talk to you guys next time take care seemed like such harmless fun it was hip to go along with the gang but where's the gang now why aren't they with him when he needs them most too late he realizes that by joining to belong he's more alone than ever this is the one trip he must take all alone twist mm-hmm. so. Giving him superhuman strength.